we go to work and when we're Welcome to Whining, Whining with, with Nurses. Nurses. I'm Kat. <laughs> no, me first. <laughs> I'm Sarah. And I'm Emily. Emily's our fabulous, wonderful guest today. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. Woohoo. <laughs> so we've been doing a series of death and dying recently, and we thought we would change gears. Now we're in a new month, and we're going to talk about birth. No, we're not talking about Jen's pregnancy or anyone's <laughs> babies. It's uh, the birth of a new nurse, and it's Emily. It's oh, me. Yay. <laughs> She's a baby nurse, new grad, just started at the same hospital that I started at. Mm-hmm. When did you graduate? Uh, in May. May, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. November. Mm-hmm. We're in November still. Six months fresh. I know. I feel like a six-month-old, what milestone should we be hitting? I don't know. Oh, but you just started working. I'm like a three-week-old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's cool. Are, how are you liking it so far? I really like it a lot. It's definitely overwhelming, though. It's a lot all at one time that you mm-hmm. didn't get in school, but it's been really rewarding. What so. school did you go to? I went to a school out of state in Kentucky, like a little private school. Oh, cool. Um... And I just transferred out of there. I'm from around here in Sonoma County. So, mm-hmm. while you guys are talking, I'm going to open the wine. Huh? Um, I, it, was it a bachelor's program or? Yeah, it was a three years bachelor program. So, okay. oh, three years. Oh, yeah, you you're really smart. Way smarter than you know uh, people that had to go. <laughs> Sarah cheated and accidentally opened the bottle Cat. before. <laughs> Nobody had to know that. <laughs> but it's way more fun when you're on a science. Stop it. Oh, so sorry. We should say this is our uh, nursing whining podcast uh, where we drink wine and we talk about nursing. And we're recording officially now in Kat's house. Same place. <laughs> yeah, we just switched. I moved out. She moved in. Yeah, it's really nice. It it's looks like, just as cute. <laughs> it, it, it like feels the same, but different. Same, same, but different. Same, same, but different. Not what How does say. it feel for you? You just left. Yeah. Um, it's cool to come back and see, you know, it looks, I mean, I really admire your couch. I, I, I like that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, it looks, um, it, it looks same, same, but different. It looks really cozy. Kat's got it really like uh, All the candles. decorated warmly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It feels cozy in here. And also outside, Aww. just coming in, it looks cozy because you've got the mm-hmm. stuff. Thanks, And it, it's very you because it's got a lot of artistic and eclectic yeah. Uh, decor. Yeah, there's some cool pieces in here, for like sure. Things that have traveled from Spain and Missouri and Sonoma County. Those are some opposites. Like from Missouri. Yeah. From <laughs> Every time Carter, like, goes to help, he, he helps friends. It's weird, but it's, like, a thing for him. He helps friends move across state a lot and always brings me some random That's item. nice of him because that's a rough move. I know. I'm not sure why he does it because after moving... I don't ever want to do it again. And he, uh, yeah, I did it a few times. It was rough. Oh, I just want to be rich enough to hire one of those moving companies. They're like, mm-hmm. just do everything for me, you know. 
Anyway, are you guys all settled into your new house? We are still, we just got the kitchen put away yesterday. So Ryan's been pretty stressed because mm. I worked three 12-hour shifts in a row basically the day after we moved. So I hadn't gotten a chance to do anything. Right. And he was leaving the kitchen for me because I'm kind of particular about where things go. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I just noticed you changed the knobs on these cabinets. Mm-hmm. That looks good. Anyway, um, so he was stressed out. And so yesterday I got that put away in the bathrooms and I'm starting to hang stuff up on the walls and it's starting to feel a little better. I got rid of some of the boxes. We found a new cat. I saw. saw. So cute. Tell us about him or her. This little kitty, first of all, I I thought it was Maki last week when we first moved in. I was standing out in the parking lot and... um, we, I saw a black cat and I was like, oh crap, Maki's outside, you know, because mm. we didn't want the cats to be out yet because they're right. new to the house. Right. And so I started approaching the cat and it runs away from me and I realized it's not Maki. So then um, today I went to put some stuff in the uh, garbage and the cat was just meowing at me and approaching me. And, you know, usually feral cats don't really do that. Right. So it's, and I started to pet it, which was also cool. It let me pet it. And it seemed hungry and it was really skinny. Mm. So I put some cat food and some water on the front porch and now it won't go away. It looked <laughs> like kind of really cute, but a little older. Yeah. Like older look. Is it a girl? Do you know? I don't know. Who knows? I didn't check between the legs yet. And uh, (laughs) it's, I think it's blind in one eye. It looks like it has a cataract. Mm -hmm. It's (laughs) meow is pretty sad. That video you posted sounds a little sickly. (laughs) It seems a little sickly and I'm pretty sure one of, one of the paws is, um, injured because it's kind of got Mm. a, we don't know if it's a boy or a girl. We're calling it Saba to keep in the sushi theme with the cat names. Yeah, you guys now have three black cats with sushi names. <laughs> and uh, I am I feel like after a couple months of like it being there, it's going to look better. I think Just so. Just like healthier and happy. It has like people that love it. Unless it does that at like every home around. Well, you don't really have there, other people yeah, around you. I don't know if it's finding any other people. I think we're, we're the people. So um, I'm just keeping it outside for now because we have to get it mm-hmm. used to our cats and our cats used to... Her, we'll say. Saba, mm. we'll call her her. Yeah. I'm glad then, you gave the sushi, sushi reference because I was trying to figure out your names for a really long time, <laughs> not understanding what they were. Me too, I had no idea. Yeah. I just went along with what she said. So I was when like, you said oh. Saba earlier, I was like, hmm, where's that from? That means mackerel. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, we love mackerel and nigiri. Anyway. So cute. Um, I do. So, yeah, we've them. got to take her to the vet probably at some point and mm. make sure she doesn't have fleas and or worms or I don't know, right. fix that paw. Oh, so eventually oh. we'll intermix her with the other cats. Mm-hmm. What uh, wine did you bring? This is something from Honorovera, and it's Rioja. And I think that's a Tempranillo. I'm going to read the back. It says, oh, made from Tempranillo grapes, native from Rioja, located in the north of Spain. Well-balanced wine, very fruity, spicy, no- spicy notes on the mouth. This is a hard one to read because it's gray on black. Ripe tannins, savory and mineral hints with a pleasant co- cocoa finish. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's good. I really yeah, like good. it. It's the bottle is really pretty. The bottle is really pretty. Actually, um, one of my roommates in when I was living in Madrid, uh, she, I lived with two Spanish girls and one of them was from Rioja. Oh, cool. That's her hometown. So... I always asked her every time she would go visit her parents, like, oh, bring me back like a bottle actually from Rioja, you know. She never did. But this is close to like that. <laughs> I just sent her a picture. We're like, well, fine. I just bought it myself. 
Anyway, I like funny. this brand of wine because they're really reasonably priced and they're generally pretty good. I got um, an Honorovera Grenache. So my gift to one of my brothers for his wedding was buying the wine for the wedding. Mm. And so for the red, I just got a bunch of bottles of the Grenache and it people seem to like it and I liked it a lot. I've never heard of this brand before. Yeah, they have good, a, a couple different varietals and they all have these really cool artistic looking bottles. Yeah, they're pretty. It's like Spanish flamenco art. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. not at all flamenco. It just reminds me of that. <laughs> yes, I like look is. at it I'm like, oh, I'm sure it is. It's colorful. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> anyway, so how's work going? How's working together? How's hospital life now that we're a couple weeks in? It's good. Well, I guess I'll, I'll go first. So the first couple days were rough. Um, I just, it was kind of a shock getting back into the hospital and mm-hmm. feeling just anxious about, I don't know, getting everything done, making sure I'm noticing everything that's happening. And the nurse that I was orienting with, I think is awesome and so sweet. And I think she has the best bedside manner, but maybe not the best um, preceptor for someone who's already an experienced nurse. I think she's great with, you know, new grads Mm because she, you know, does a lot of um, teaching about just the nursing care. And that's the stuff I didn't really need a whole lot of help with. I just wanted Mm -hmm. to know, where do you keep things? How do you chart this? What, you know, remind me what we have to do when we discharge someone. And so I feel like she spent a lot of time teaching me how to monitor someone's groin site after a cardiac cath. And Mm -hmm. I'm you know, okay with doing that right. already. So anyway, um, the past few, three days, I had a, a really young guy orienting me and he's kind of this all-American wholesome boy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just funny. We're kind of opposites, but he was really cool. He just kind of let me do my thing and was really encouraging. And I thought he was really helpful. Yeah. He has a lot of knowledge for as young as he is. He really does. And he has good ideas. He, he thinks ahead. And um, so mm-hmm. that was that was great. And now I feel ready, but I still have three more days of orientation on night shift. Oh, okay. And you got you too, right, Be- Emily, because you started the same time? Well, so as a new grad, I'll have 12 weeks. Oh, right. right so I just okay. finished my first week of okay. 12. So I have a lot more. That's good though. That <laughs> Which I am feel- totally okay with. Yeah. <laughs> comforting. Yeah, I felt like my first few days were described the same way you just described. It was it's really overwhelming to me. Mm-hmm. You learn a lot in school, but then you come in to the hospital with that RN next to your name, like I couldn't believe my badge worked everywhere. I could get into the med carts by myself, like all this like all these changes I had nursing students asking me to teach them things and I'm like, "Whoa, I am not a student." Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um but my preceptor is very smart, has a lot of experience, but I don't know that she's very great at explaining things, like communication-wise. Mm-hmm. So I've just had a hard time adjusting with trying to really get out of her what she wants me to do and how to understand things. And on day shift, it's busy. It's a busy floor. you got a lot going on. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to maybe some more training plus night shift. Maybe we'll all have more time to really understand like the pathology and, or not, I don't know, yeah. Right, more detail, like, you have more time to yeah. l- look into things. And 
is understand. It, do you is it like split up for both of you, like night shift orientation, and is it like evenly you have to be trained on both? Or no, you, I have kind of a short orientation because I've already got experience. So I had six. I actually have five days on days, which I'm done with, and then three on nights, and then I'm done with orientation. Okay, Emily has a whole residency. Yeah, I have program. six weeks of days and six weeks of nights. Okay, so and it then is, okay. Two of those days are kind of like rounding in different units and with different positions like respiratory, mm-hmm. teletech, that kind of stuff, just mm-hmm. to get more experience. So okay, I have a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> Did you choose cardiology on purpose or it was the job that was there? You know, going into school, I told myself like, I really want to be a PICU nurse. That's what mm-hmm. I really think I'm like meant to do. I've always had a heart for children and stuff. And then I got into school and was like- That's pediatric ICU? Yeah. Okay. Now I'm like, I have no idea what I want through school and I got put in uh, medical ICU for my practicum and I loved it. Mm-hmm. I was so surprised loving like working with adults because I've always been so drawn to children and mothers. Like I love labor and delivery. Me so too. yeah. <laughs> That's my thing. Dream goals, yeah. So I've always had an interest in cardiology though, so I thought this would be a great place to start. Mm-hmm. And I do have an interest in going into critical care possibly, but I think I'm going to wait on the children for a while and focus on the adults because mm-hmm. it's, right. I think, a better place to start. <laughs> Good stepping stone. I actually like it, too. I didn't, I think I, I thought I would have a harder time adjusting, but, That's you so know, cool. you learn as you go, I guess. Yeah. You still learn. You always learn as you go. Learn new things every day. Really. I feel like mm-hmm. at least weekly mm-hmm. I'm learning something new, if not more. Yeah. Especially at the office you're at, the doctors are so willing to teach mm-hmm. and yeah I feel like the same thing happened you know you just are constantly learning new things I, I feel like I feel like a smarter nurse for having worked there mm-hmm. that's cool yeah well you get to do a lot of things just in any outpatient setting compared to mm-hmm. inpatient whereas you know but you guys are doing a bedillion more really different things that mm-hmm. I don't get to do because I'm outpatient but you know I am thankful for where Sarah and I are at though I think as a new grad, at least, people there are very welcoming. And mm-hmm. so for me, that was huge because in school, I had some negative experiences with nurses not really wanting to take the time or making you feel like you can't do those things or you're not good enough. And so being on a floor where people are very welcoming and really want to help, I've had almost every nurse offering to teach me something. And that for me is huge because I'm a curious one. Mm-hmm. I like to know things, I like to ask, to understand. Mm-hmm. That's really nice. One. Yeah, that's a good word, I think. <laughs> yeah, it, I, I agree with you. I think everybody there that I've met so far, I haven't met anyone I don't like. And everyone's mm-hmm. been, yeah, willing to, to you know, help out whether they're your preceptor or not. Um, everyone Ex- has something to Preceptor to is, a, I think everyone probably knows what that means, but like you're the person that's kind of teaching you about the new ropes of the job. Yeah, mm-hmm. your mentor, your trainer. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, yeah, I, so I, I feel the same way. I'm really fortunate to be in that particular hospital. Um, I was going to ask you something. Uh, oh, maybe it'll come to me later. <laughs> oh, but no, I think I was just going to comment on that's that's like the cool thing because if you're having a hard time understanding your preceptor and what she's wanting from you, mm-hmm. um, other people will help you out. And eventually yeah. you guys will get some working relationship down and then... Well, I mean, we had a little situation where one of the nurses said something to my preceptor regarding her lack of communication. 
And I wasn't there, but now she's very protective of me. And if she sees me asking anybody else for help, I get a little lecture. So I've been trying to be really, really sensitive to her feelings and not making her think that I'm not trusting her, but then also going to others when I need help when I can't find her because it's nice to hear other people's thoughts too because everybody has their own way of doing things. And maybe the way that you do things is more similar to the way I would process to do something right but it doesn't mean that anyone's way is necessarily wrong you know so right. mm-hmm. just trying to adjust with that what's that saying there's like a million ways to skin a cat is that yeah <laughs> not that Sarah wants to be associated with that but <laughs> um that's cool it's exciting yeah. I can't even imagine because my like first nursing experience was so different because I've never done hospital except really? in school okay. obviously so I can't even imagine being a new nurse going into a hospital setting compared to like an outpatient setting. It's terrifying. Yeah. I, I, it <laughs> to was be honest, terrifying I still, I'm still school. terrified. I walk in like, oh gosh, am I going to do an IV today? I hope not. Like, <laughs> <laughs> anything, you know? Yeah. Like what's yeah. going to happen next? <laughs> right. You know what I was really excited about on day one is that I got to insert a Foley and that's something I've always been really good at inserting Foley catheters, mm-hmm. um, even on women, I think we talked about this in one of the earlier episodes, even women with big flabby vaginas. Yes. Um, and this, it was a woman with a big flabby vagina and I got it on the first try. They're so satisfying. And despite <laughs> me saying on that podcast, I was being really honest and saying the few times I have messed up with that when I was first learning, I am also pretty good at them and they're fun. No one believes yeah. that now because they're like, you poked their clitoris? And I'm like, oh dude, it was like it a few couple times. <laughs> they liked it. So leave me alone. <laughs> but yeah, they're, they're, fullies are fun. It's like when you get the good IV and it's like satisfying, but it's easier as mm-hmm. <laughs> you do, mm-hmm. you know, and then you're like, ah, oh, look at that pee stream. Oh. Mm-hmm. Look at that bladder empty. Oh, so I good. I bet you feel so, so I have a question better. for you guys. Now, Sarah, I know that your significant other is not in the medical field, but I don't know, is yours, Kat? No, he's an engineer. Okay, not even. Not even. So how is that going in, and I know that you haven't done a hospital setting as much, but having someone else who doesn't quite understand that part of your career, Mm -hmm. and how has it been using them to kind of decompress or go through things you've experienced? Does that make sense? Mm Mm-hmm. It's because um, it's been hard for me only a couple of days in or even in school. I've, mm-hmm. It's hard for people to understand what you do, why you do it, what right. you see. And so I'm just curious. Right. The intensity of it. People mm-hmm. with experience, how they've adjusted with that, you know? I've never had a problem. Um, it's never been like an, an issue. Yeah. Uh, I can Sorry, see it's kind of a weird question. I, no, no. I think it's a, it's a, it's a good question. Um I think there's give and take, like, you know, being with somebody that understands what you are dealing with emotionally with people's lives all the time and losing people, patients mm-hmm. and uh, developing relationships and stuff like that and, and stressful days and the challenges and being on your feet all the time. And there's a camaraderie when you're with other people that know exactly what that's like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's also nice to not come home and talk about and the have same. have that for sure. Right. Because you're, like you said, decompressing and you get a, I get to listen to Carter talk about math and things that I have no idea mm-hmm. what he's saying. But you can like <laughs> right. zone out and be like, oh, this is nice. Like I'm not hearing about some other, oh, your patient died too. Well, that's a bummer. Yeah. You know, like it's, it, it's, it's fine. And he's never given me any 
you know, shit about being stressed about anything in terms of nursing. I just think it's interesting, like, growing up, my mom was a nurse, a PICU nurse, pediatric ICU. And um, she would come home and just be super relaxed and, like, have a glass of wine. And we would just talk. And we wouldn't, I would never even hear about her day. And mm-hmm. never understanding now, until now, when I'm in that position, like, that's why she didn't. Because you don't understand Oh, I You see. know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and I think it was good. I mean, I think my dad and I being there for her was a, a good way for her to decompress. But like, now I get why she didn't. Or you know what I mean? It's just different. Mm-hmm. Do you talk about it with your significant other when you come home? And oh yeah, because I'm still new. Oh, he <laughs> listens and he'll get really grossed out or excited. Or, but he doesn't get, you know, like you put a catheter in a man, like you had to do that, you know, down in there. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> You know, they just don't get the, like, click of it, the connection, Mm -hmm. I guess. But I was just curious, like, I mean, I guess it's been a while since you've been in the hospital, too, but... Yeah, you know, when I was a new grad, I was um, married to someone that's not Ryan. He's my ex now, obviously. (laughs) Um, And he just... Okay, well, this was part of the issue of our relationship was that we just didn't connect emotionally, so I would kind of spill all my guts, you know, and just... And it was a really intense six months for me, the first six months. And I was always just high strung and he just didn't get it. And he really didn't respond in any way that was helpful or meaningful to me. Mm-hmm. So that was really frustrating. And I also didn't have a lot of friends yet because I just moved to a new area. So it felt like I didn't really have many people to vent to or, mm-hmm. you know, kind of communicate with. And I ended up calling one of my nursing instructors and she said, well, you shouldn't be crying every day. Maybe you're not in the right unit. <laughs> um, was that in school or when you were working? That was when I was working. It was okay. my first job. And um, anyway, eventually I found the job that was right for me. And now Ryan, he doesn't completely get it, but I think it helps that he works with the public a lot. Um, so he does get kind of just some of the weirdness that happens when you Putting interact with, with other it, people, yeah. you know? And um just any random person, not people that you pick. Um, And so I think he gets it. And also he has a good friend whose wife is a nurse as well. And so that guy was kind of talking about his wife's complaints and man, all the shit you guys got to go through. And so I think Mm -hmm. they kind of are getting it now. They they were talking about it together and, and I think they are getting it a little bit. That's true. I remember, I think the reason I don't have a problem now is because I'm not impatient. It's not as stressful. Sometimes I come home and I'm like, oh my gosh, all this stuff that happened and I'm really upset or or something. But for the most part, it's not as intense as a hospital. I remember when I was in school, I would always come home either, you know, really upset or really frustrated or very angry. And that was different because the person you're venting to is like, I don't know what you're talking about, you know, but... um, so it was at a community clinic mm. for mostly, you know, uh, low-income population. And oh, okay. So we saw a lot of interesting Hard stuff. cases yeah. and really poor families that needed a lot of help and very uneducated and or didn't speak the language. Um, so you really get to do a lot. You see a lot. You do tons of, you know, um, I'm trying to think of... I, I don't know, IM injections, which you mm-hmm. just don't really do in the hospital. It's all IV. Stuff like that. Just or, or, or I'm trying to think of... So an IM injection would be like a flu shot or a back... Uh, yeah, um, antibi- shot. Or like Rocephin, like an Yeah, an antibiotic mm-hmm. shot. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. 
pregnancy tests, little in-office procedures, pap smears, stuff that you don't do in hospital. Would they remove stuff from people's skins or, you know? Um, I think so. They would do burn. They would do a... A cauterization? No. I think Um, they also did that with... with, uh, no, hot, uh, cold ice, you know. Oh, the, um, I can't think night, of... Is it the... Uh, they like the freeze your warts. that freezes. Yeah. yeah. Nitrogen. <laughs> Thank <Yes>. you. Okay. <laughs> it's hot and cold and hot yeah. and cold. Good job, new grad. I was like... <laughs> yeah. Like sodium hydroxide? I don't know. I can't remember. So, stuff like that. Uh, they would also cauterize a few things. Just a lot of random things you don't get to do. What was your orientation like? Did they have you with a preceptor or how did they? So I had a nurse who worked, basically what we do in the office. You Mm -hmm. precepted me in the office, if you want to call it precepting. You trained me. Pretty much just started doing the stuff. (laughs) Well, I told you a few things and then you just started working and it was great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, uh, that's how it was at at the clinic or in my second job. You just kind of... I just followed around the nurse who did what I was going to be doing and then slowly started doing more and more and, you know, like you do anything. Zion. Zion misses me a lot. <laughs> she was very excited to see you. This is my dog. Um, yeah, I remember in my first job, I was at this hospital that was a military hospital and they, one of the reasons I was so excited about getting hired on is because they had this nurse residency program where they intermixed training on the the floor with classroom learning and you would do kind of a rotation like what you're going to do, Emily. And um, anyway, when I got there, none of that happened. I think for some of the um, corpsmen, or not corpsmen, Navy nurses that were there, they had, maybe they had that program. I can't remember Mm -hmm. if they did or not, but I definitely didn't. Mm -hmm. And my preceptor, (laughs) this is why I think preceptors are so important. It can really influence your first you know, taste of nursing. She was this really great nurse who I would love to be like at some point. She just kind of had it all in her mind and heart and she treated the whole patient. She, you know, could foresee potential problems. But as a preceptor, she was kind of absent. She just sent me off on my own and then she would be doing something else and I couldn't find her ever. And I was responsible (laughs) for all of the patients and I just was so stressed out all the time. So it, that just was kind of a, a negative first experience, even though I would love to be a nurse like her. Yeah. Just the, yeah, communication wasn't there. <laughs> Maybe because she was so into what she was doing, she kind of Maybe think about it. She did help me a lot with one thing, though, and it was a personal issue. So <laughs> um, at one point, I, I didn't know what was going on with me. I thought I was going crazy because I was just drowsy all the time. And I, like, my lips were going numb and my fingertips were going numb and my toes a little bit were, were going numb. And I just couldn't figure out what was going on with me. And um, she starts asking me questions and she said, have you started any medication lately? And I had started an antibiotic, but I thought there's no way it could be that because that would be such a weird side effect to have. And I was taking this antibiotic long-term because it was for acne. And uh, anyway, she looked up the side effects and it turns out those are side effects of the medication. Wow. That's crazy. Isn't that weird? That's really random. What a good nurse. I know. Good (laughs) nurse. See, she's thinking the whole thing through. She's treating the whole patient. Anyway. 
<laughs> That's really nice. That makes me think of Paula. Oh, mm. hi, Paula. I we feel like we you. mention her every episode. Paula's great. We miss you. Hello. Did you see little Charlotte's Halloween costume? No. There was an it? old lady with a walker, I think. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, <laughs> so cute. So cute. It's uh, her granddaughter. Granddaughter. First granddaughter. Oh, so cute. Paula's this nurse that used to work in our office, and um, she retired. I mentioned her. Oh, have I? Tell that we love Paula. (laughs) (laughs) She's the best. I hope she's listening. I do too. (laughs) She probably is too busy with a baby to listen. (laughs) Who knows? What do you guys think of the wine? I like it. It is a little spicy, um, and I love that some spice in the wine. I don't drink red as often, but I really like this one. Oh, I thought about you last night because I opened that bottle of red that we got at Tank Garage Winery. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That is just so good. It was like spicy popcorn. Not mm. not, not popcorn. Oh. Cotton candy. Spicy cotton candy. <laughs> I still was like, mmm. Necessarily the funniest descriptions for wine. Spicy popcorn. I didn't popcorn love all of them, but there was a few that I thought were really good. Yeah. But you have to find the right blend because they're all blend wines. Mm-hmm. So. Did you go to a winery or what are you talking about? Yeah, during our um, first week of orientation. So we stressful didn't... sitting and listening to lectures on insurance and <laughs> yeah that first week was a struggle We're like, we better get out to the wineries today <laughs> well that sounds good you're right in them mm-hmm. it's true and we had a, a group of um you know new grads new grads Minus and then some two. of us that yeah. weren't new grads me and this lady who's been a nurse for 32 years and we decided just oh to go gosh. and get some wine because we got out of cl- class early well, it was and- you and I that were gonna go first mm-hmm. and then we just started inviting everyone around the room <laughs> and then we were like, hey, does anybody want to come? Just shout out to the whole room. <laughs> How fun. It was yeah. fun. So are you guys making friends? And do you like people you work with? You work on the same floor, correct? I mean, there's this girl, Emily. She's kind of annoying. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't know anything. <laughs> I like the people who work on our floor. I do too. I haven't made friends, friends with anybody yet. A lot of people have gotten my number because I'm going to be per diem. So they want to call me to cover their shifts. But um I can foresee some potential friendships. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, Emily and I are hanging we out. We made friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yay. I made another friend. She's a new grad. So we kind on of the started same floor? out. Yeah. We, okay. And we're both going to be on nights. So I'm hoping we can kind of stick together. She's like the opposite of me, though. Very what quiet and like introverted and calm. Like I can never tell what she's thinking. She's got when a very she's serious demeanor or when too. She, oh, okay. All of the above. You're talking about Nicole, yeah. or as I like to yeah. think of her, Laura. I always think Laura for some reason. When I first think of her, <laughs> I wonder if Laura would want to do this. Nope, Nicole. Yeah, right. I get that in my head. I At least know. you the have other- some name for her. I would just be like, <laughs> "What's your name?" That cat's person, the worst with names. I'm so bad. I don't. I'm really glad I didn't know your name because I don't think Sarah told me. But then you texted me and was like, oh, I forgot to say Emily's going to come over. I was like, oh, hi, Emily. This is Carter because Carter walked out. It was a perfect oh, I, time. Oh, I told you my name when I walked in. Oh, see, I, I just, <laughs> it's like I look at like your face and your glasses and, and your okay. hair. I like look at everything and then just the name goes right out the window. I don't take it personally. <laughs> it, but it's like I remember every story you say. I'm really like... <laughs> pay attention to what you're saying to me but it's just the name I just can't I get it Jenny it's okay (laughs) thanks okay (laughs) no the other day on a couple days ago Sarah and I were working together and Nicole was working with us and I 
we had a lot of stuff going on. It was a chaotic day on the floor. My patients were having issues. And um, I was trying to figure out what my preceptor wanted, and we were having a hard time because she was busy, so communication was a little rough. And I'm, like, looking at Sarah, and she's doing her thing, and I'm looking at Nicole, and she's just sitting at the computer, and I'm like, how are they all so composed? I don't know what I'm doing. What am I (laughs) typing? What do I chart? And little did I know, at the end of the day, I walked out with Nicole, and she was like, today was the most stressful day ever. I couldn't handle it. I didn't know what I was doing. I'm like, really? Because you looked so composed. (laughs) She does. She never looks stressed or... It's all inside, not me. (laughs) Mine's on my face. I guess. (laughs) What are we doing? Like, what do I write? What do I chart? Is this correct? (laughs) It's so much more than people think it is in school. (laughs) And the charting is, oh my gosh, it's endless. Uh, I spent hours, like hours charting my patient and my preceptor checked it and said, wow, you did so much more charting than I do. And I was like, well, it would have been nice if someone had told me what I should and shouldn't chart because I was afraid of leaving anything out. So I filled like the whole dang thing in. Oh. I was like so proud of myself. Yeah, no. Like, <laughs> I chart by exception. So I put WDL within defined yeah. limits. And then if I put that, I don't chart anything else underneath. Well, except for- I need to get some notes from you too because. I have never heard WDL ever. It's Within the same daily as WNL. Limits, right? I, I just only heard WNL. I've never... It's, it's Virginia. Huh. It's what they teach you in Virginia. No, it's not. <laughs> I thought it was WNL in Virginia, and then I got here, and people... It depends on really? the hospital you're at. Uh, yeah, and it's like... Yeah. Whatever. Well, hospital I did my practicum at, they did ADLs, like activities of daily living, mm-hmm. I think, right? Like every hour or two hours or whatever all the time and then at this place we don't do them like almost at all I was doing them thinking mm. I needed to and they were like oh no we don't use that section I'm like oh mm. okay oh see one of my preceptors I can't remember which one told me that we do well mm. I do if it's <laughs> important you know if somebody needs to walk in order to be discharged and you need proof of it yeah I chart it you know Mm-hmm. But so my first thought is, how do you even know that? Because, <laughs> like, I don't even know where to check the first time. You know, I don't have that like intuition yet of being like, oh, I know that this comes with this, mm-hmm. and with this person in this diagnosis, you do this. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? It'll, I don't have that come yet. To you. Well, right now, also being new mm-hmm. as a nurse, you're focusing on, okay, this is how you do this skill, and mm-hmm. this is how you do this, yeah. and then this is that's the what next I'm worried med. about more than anything right. else, and then not. <laughs> Yeah, that the other stuff comes with time, and just be patient with yourself. You know, you'll get it, but you can't have intuition if you've never yeah. been a nurse before. It's true. So, it took me a long time to feel like, oh, I know what I'm doing here, and <laughs> I'm doing an okay job at it. It right. took me, you know, at least two years. Okay, that's the, good to know. The first six months were just crazy, and then after that, it was okay. I'm getting the stuff, but I'm not understanding it. I'm just doing things. And that was really scary mm-hmm. because I could keep up. And then I felt like my reports I would give, I didn't even know my patients sometimes. You know, I, I, I didn't really understand the whole picture of what's going on. It took years before I could feel like, okay, this is the what the right. whole picture is. Mm-hmm. This is what they're here for. They also have this going on. And, you know, I don't know. The broader sense of things. Yeah. That's May- what I was going to ask you guys. I was going to see what you, what your main things you would give, like for advice to someone who's new, like me. Even 
hospital or not hospital, like as a new grad, what, what would you tell them? Have patience, have yeah. patience, don't be in such a hurry. Did you guys ever sing that when you were kids? No, no I never heard no. that. It's just a song that we sang in church. Anyway, I'd say, yeah, just be patient with yourself because I think they teach everyone this in nursing school. And it's true that the first six months are the hardest and you really don't know what's going on. And mm-hmm. so... And give yourself a couple years and then you'll finally, I know that seems like a, a long few time. few years to look forward to. <laughs> I think, I think that's a really good advice because yeah. I think you go in there wanting to know it all already. Mm-hmm. My mom always said something, up. right. Yeah. Well, my mom always said something to me when I would go, when I was in school and I was like, oh, I'm so nervous about taking this next class next semester. It's really hard. It's the next level up, whatever it was. And she said, yeah, but they don't expect you to go in the class knowing everything already. Then why would you be taking it? Mm -hmm. So everyone knows you're learning, you know, and you just, you will get there. And just knowing eventually you will get there. Mm -hmm. Brings me back to when I started working with you and I asked you every single little thing, (laughs) everything that was any question I had to answer, I asked Sarah. And then she was always like, well, what do you think? Well, what do you think? And then that's, <laughs> that's not how I train people. Because <laughs> they're like, well, what do you think? And then I'll give them my answer. Because you start critically thinking, but you're so nervous of messing up, mm-hmm. making the wrong decision. And most of the time, most of the time, it's probably not going to kill somebody. But in your mind, everything is like this huge, scary deal. Yeah, the, yesterday or whenever my last day was, I had checked the medical record to find all the medicines I had to give to my patient. You know, I wrote them all down. I had myself all organized. And then I don't know if something hadn't been put in yet by the pharmacy or if I literally just didn't see it because I'm pretty like OCD about stuff. But a couple hours later, I was looking at the chart, just like done with my charting, just reading through to try to help myself learn more and this antibiotic pops up and it says it's three hours late and I'm like oh my gosh my preceptor's gonna kill me (laughs) so I'm like I run to the to the med cart I can't find it anywhere it's not on the entire floor so then I was like I can't even correct the mistake now I have to tell her so I go to her and I'm like I am so sorry but this is what happened I don't know if I missed it or if it wasn't in there but I can't find it and she was just like okay We'll like, just give it when it comes. She literally, yeah, <laughs> it's fine. Just call pharmacy. Well, then it became this big thing with pharmacy. I had to help have the chargers help me. And I was just like, I am so sorry. Like, I don't know how I missed this. I've only had one patient all day. Like, how did I not see it? And they were like, this happens. And nine times out of 10, it's going to be okay. Like the patient's fine. Mm-hmm. You just give it late. It's once every 12 hours. Don't stress. And I was like, oh my gosh, I thought like something really bad was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I was so worried about it. And they literally were just like, don't worry about it. Like, no big deal. Yeah. And in my mind, I was like, okay, bomb went off. It's big the deal. end of the world. My patient's going to die. That's it. They're telling me not to come back next week. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? I think just to um, make you feel a little bit better, I think it's hard to figure out... It, New orders come in and it's not obvious when they come in because there's two different ways mm-hmm. of looking at your patient list and one of them, and, and you constantly have to refresh the page. It's just a weird EMR. I wish they would switch. I wish everybody would switch to Well, Epic. in two days of training, it's not really enough to be like, okay, I know what I'm doing. It's like, okay, I can sign in, I think. Yeah. And <laughs> you know? the training that we did, I mean, we breezed through it and it, I don't blame them for doing that because it really doesn't make much sense until you're actually using it. For sure. But... um. Yeah, it, I didn't feel equipped to 
navigate the EMR and um, electronic s- medical record. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I think it's easy to miss new orders. And I had a patient the other day who came in with chest pain, and the cardiologist came in and he saw the patient and he said, "Okay, well, we're gonna, you know, check troponins every six hours. We're gonna do an EKG in the morning, and we're gonna have them nitro paste on him overnight." And then. So I put those orders in because... What does nitro paste mean? Um, so nitroglycerin Oh, sorry, paste. paste. Oh, I was, I was thinking like, like, don't you... I was, <laughs> I was thinking paste, like... Glue? We're going to have... No, oh. we're going to have them like V-paste or... I was thinking like... Pa- yeah, I don't like, even know what that means. It's super paste. <laughs> we're going to paste them at 200 oh, beats per paste. minute. Yeah, okay. like, like a pacer. Like yeah, yeah, okay. a certain rate. And I was like, ni- they have a nitro pace? Like, what? <laughs> so confused. Okay. The nitro heart rate's too fast and furious. I, I actually knew that one, so. <laughs> this is a little okay. side note. But um, I heard these funny mistakes in nursing uh. school. One of our instructors had a clinical group and she read the order that said nitro paste to chest and the the student taped a nitroglycerin tablet to a chest. Stop. <laughs> somebody has done that because it's a story that goes around in the nursing world and so somebody's done it. I've okay, heard you well, tell at least I didn't do that. No. <laughs> so anyway, this guy that I had, he um, that was the plan and then the hospitalist came and saw the patient and she put in a bunch of orders and just and the pharmacist changed the orders of the meds after they're already entered and so there's constantly new things. And I mi- I saw an order for EKG, but I thought it was the same one that I had entered. Mm-hmm. And it turned out she wanted an EKG right then. And I didn't notice it. And the guy precepting me noticed it. And then I was, it's the end of the day. And I was thinking, crap, you know, I don't have that much time. And then I did it and his EKG didn't look very good. So <laughs> uh, I felt oops. like I was in kind of some hot water, but anyway, it was fine. Well, I mean, come to previous. find out all this time that apparently the pharmacy does this all the time because they have an older medication system. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot more like by foot, you're not putting it in the machines and oh, I don't know how to explain it. You're saying they don't bring the stuff up because... <laughs> well, there's they, no tubing system and yeah. there's and there's no like... Pixis or... Pixis, I don't know how to explain that. Yeah, though, it's know. just a big computerized med card. It's kind of like you pull it out yourself. You have a lot of autonomy kind of doing your own thing. Mm -hmm. And so I guess things go missing with pharmacy a lot. Like where did that bag of antibiotics go? Mm -hmm. And you have to request things constantly. If you, you know, you have to request. So you have to go to the pharmacy to pick up the meds? Or they'll send someone up or you send someone down. For every med all day long for every patient? No, they run them. Like they'll, they come up a lot, but it's just one person with a cart and they go to each station on each floor and just drop stuff off in the, there's like patient drawers. Mm -hmm. So you kind of open the drawer and there's everything that they could possibly need. So Mm -hmm. for someone who's new is like, oh gosh, there's all these things. There's different brands. You know, it's Mm -hmm. not like you put your fingerprint on it, you type the med and the drawer opens, Mm Yeah, you know? And so when I called the pharmacy, the pharmacist was like, it's there. You need to find it. It's on the floor. I don't know where else it would be. And so I'm like getting scared. Like, well, what happened to my medicine? You know, so I had to get the chargers. And thankfully it wasn't me, but mm-hmm. you know, it's just a different system there. And to 
I think the hardest part so far has been learning to build my own confidence when I don't necessarily have any yet. Mm-hmm. So like in that situation, I should have been able to say, I have checked, I have a second pair of eyes who have checked. We have not found it. Can you please send us a new one? But I was chicken little here like, let me find someone else. You know, Second guessing yourself thinking yeah. maybe I missed it somewhere. Let me go look again. Or they speaking with right. doctors. There's a lot of things that I feel like come into play when you graduate and you actually have to do things on your own really without that mm-hmm. student excuse. Yeah. Also people push you. I feel like mm-hmm. they test you a little bit. Oh, 100%. They'll have you or, or a doctor will say something and you say, no, I did that. I checked it. This is my conclusion. You know, what do you want to do about it? Or, or something instead of, well, let me, yeah, there's a lot of things. You got pushed a little bit this week by another nurse, right? Yeah, you know, he was somebody that, are you referring to the story I told you? Mm-hmm. He was somebody that I relied on a lot my first day. And he was young and just really, really helpful. He was in school to go up another, you know, step. Mm-hmm. And so he loved teaching me and we really got along. And so he helped me a lot. But then day two, we had a rapid response with a patient on the floor. Mm-hmm. And... um it was our patient. And so my nurse was involved with that. And I was trying to help with our other patients on the floor. And there was a lot of miscommunication. The lab results were being called in and he took the phone call. And my nurse sent me out of the room and was like, go get the papers from him and report to the doctor. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, what papers? What am I reporting? Like, I don't, I'd never even spoken to a doctor before. Right. So I went out there and said, hey, do you have the papers? And he was like, yeah, here. I couldn't read his handwriting. I didn't know what was on the paper. I didn't understand any of it. (laughs) And I was like, what do I do with this? And he's like, really? I was like, I'm sorry. I've never done this before. I I don't know how. I'm in the middle of like a rapid response. Like, give me a second. I don't know what I'm doing. What was on the paper? Like, what type of stuff? It was like positive staff, this, that, something. I don't even know. Mm -hmm. So somebody had blood cultures or something yeah. and they were positive mm-hmm. for some kind of but bacteria. it was like a bunch of positives and this and that and I I think maybe it kind of meant something relating mm. to sepsis but I'm not really sure mm. so he was like well I guess I'll just take you so we went looking for the doctor all over the floor we went to the ICU looking for the doctor couldn't you guys find went looking them. for the doctor Why yeah because they were on because the, they were on the floor oh. supposedly well we couldn't find them so they were like okay we'll just message the doctor on your phone because I guess you can message them mm-hmm. so I'm like okay, how do I do that? Like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what to say in the right way because nobody knows me here. So they helped me type up this huge message. I sent it. The doctor never even read it because they didn't know who I was. So okay. he comes to me later that day. He helped me transport one of my patients and he was like, you need to like figure out how to communicate with your preceptor because she doesn't communicate well and you need a lot of a detail and you need to figure out how to do that and how to ask more of her. You're a new grad. Your residency is going to be over before you know it. You should be taking your own patients. And I literally just want to start crying because I was like, okay, it's day two, first of all. Right. Second of all, like I looked up to him for the, you know, a day and a half mm-hmm. thinking that he was a great resource. And now you don't, I don't want to ask you anything because now I feel incompetent. I've mm-hmm. lost my little sliver of confidence mm-hmm. you know and I thought I was doing I mean everyone said I was doing really well for adapting and so I that really hit me hard in that department just with trying to bounce back from that and realizing everyone has their own opinion that's not my preceptor mm-hmm. that's you know I don't know you 
Yeah. You don't know me, fool. Also, you're going to feel embarrassed and like shit or like you did the wrong yeah. thing a lot. And that's okay because I mean, everybody I like, does. I feel like yeah. people that treat you that way forgot or forget, or they're stressed and they're in a hurry and they want yeah. you to just know how to do it so they can, because they don't have, not necessarily they're even mad at you. They just don't even have a second to explain. Yeah. And they forgot that they used to be in the same exact shoes. But I don't, th- I think they. It's easy to forget where you came from, I feel like, sometimes in that sense, like mm-hmm. when you started. Right. And I went to one of the CNAs because I didn't know anybody on shift to talk to. It wasn't the day I was working with Sarah. I just needed to tell somebody because I was like totally em- embarrassed Mm -hmm. and so I went to her and was like hey can I talk to you like we had really gotten along that day and I told her and she said you know when I started out he said the same thing to me but he came to me two weeks later and and clarified I wanted you to know I should have told you that I think you're capable of this and that's what I should have said not that you should be doing it I'm saying you should be doing it because I know you can handle it Mm -hmm. I was like well okay that's a different way to think about it maybe he was saying he could see that I was intuitive and like trying to learn, still not the best way to communicate with someone. Right. But I turned right back around and continued asking my questions and doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. Come to find out, it sounds like his feelings were negative towards my preceptor, not me, because he went mm-hmm. to her mm-hmm. and said something as well, but it wasn't regarding me. So it's just, mm-hmm. you know, it was a bummer because I think my fr- it would have made my first week a lot better not knowing that. Because then my third day, I was like trying to start over and regain that confidence again that mm-hmm. I had started to get my first couple shifts, which mm-hmm. I know it's only been three, but you know, <laughs> that's a lot. That's I feel a new like grad. <laughs> you're alive and you're on, you've done three. That's right. It, you know, really it's so Nobody early died. on. Three I know. Shifts. I, I know. Mean, yeah. It takes forever sometimes to learn how to communicate with people, how, who, which doctors are following this patient. Mm-hmm. I still am not clear on which hospitalists cover which patients unless it's Can you the ex- day. Yeah. So a hospitalist is a doctor who only works at the hospital and they're kind of like a primary care doctor. So they'll see they'll see you for all of your issues, pulmonary, um, cardiac, whatever. They'll, they'll treat you generally. And then you can have specialists. So on our floor, everyone sees a cardiologist too because it's a cardiology floor. So the hospitalists um, will have a group of patients. There's four different teams and it's kind of hard to figure out which team your patient is on. So well, and they change all the time. Yeah. <laughs> is and this like where they say it's the gold team and the blue team? And kind then, of, except ours yeah. are just teams A, B, C, and D, I yeah. think. They and are yeah. highlighted with different colors. <laughs> they are only if, they're, if our unit secretary is working that day, then it's easy to figure out because she'll print a list and make it really clear. Usually the list you see is old, though, so it's not. It's yeah, never right, I've learned. That's the thing. And so and the, the preceptor who was orienting me the first two days, she said, oh, I always figure it out because I have access to this list that shows me all the different teams and we'll see if we can get you privileges to have that list. And so I'm just still confused on how to figure out who to call. And yeah, also I can relate to when you get a a lab call or a call from some other department and they give you some news and you don't know the words they're saying. (laughs) That (laughs) happened to me all the time with my first year. And I was just always- Give me an example. They'll call and say, oh, your patient was positive for, um, or had gram positive rods in one of the two Ah. um, tubes and- um, blah, 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 we're going to send it for this and that, you know, Mm -hmm. or they'll say greater than 30,000, like they'll just give you numbers. And I'm 
found myself constantly asking, is that bad? What does that mean? <laughs> Mine was like positive Graham Cultures, Coxie 2 in two bottles, positive staff, something. I'm like, I don't even know what, two bottles of what? Like, what are you even talking about? I'm still trying to figure out how to change bed linens correctly without getting the patient up. <laughs> like, I feel like yeah. it took me a while to realize I can ask people questions. And then I just started asking people questions like, hey, um, I'm a new nurse or I'm new to this hospital. This is what I started doing when I was a travel nurse. I'm new to this hospital. What does this mean? You know, <laughs> can you explain this to me? Or how do I do this? Or what would you normally do? Um, and and that seems to work pretty well. But I don't know. I just never did it. My first year, I was just thinking people are going to think I'm stupid and get really frustrated with me and uh, I might get fired or something. I don't know. Yeah. You know, you just have those those thoughts. And I think asking questions, mm-hmm. I am all about asking questions. And Girl, I think, me too. Yeah, <laughs> ask and ask and ask and people can be annoyed and frustrated, but you're doing a service to yourself and mm-hmm. to your patients and to your team because you will know things because you have asked them instead of pretended you knew or didn't know, made mistakes, people got frustrated. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, I will say it was definitely a crazy few days and I, talking about it now, it's like, okay, don't be a complainer. It's been three days. Like you're going to be okay. But then I'm like, oh, it's been three days. Like I'm a nurse. It's real, you know. You're but, a nurse. That's yeah, so I know. exciting. But that third shift, I took care of a patient solely by myself. And I just in that one day had the most amazing connection with them. And towards the end of my shift, I went and said goodbye and my heart was really with him because he was really sick, thinking it was one thing, but I was reading all these doctor's notes knowing that mm-hmm. it was something much worse. But oh, they were never you informed. To me about this patient a little bit, I think. Yeah, and so something possibly terminal. And so I was very heavy-hearted all day, really trying to give him the best experience I could from what I knew. And at the end of the day, I was leaving and he just was like, what day are you coming back? I think I'm going to stay sick until then. Like, I just want you to know <laughs> I feel at home here. I've been bounced around hospital, hospital in this area. And I have never had such amazing care. I've never felt so welcome. Like, mm. thank you for what you do. Like, you're making a difference. And mm-hmm. I was like, wow, I don't know anything. But I still made somebody yeah. like warm and fuzzy, you know? Like, right. this is where I'm meant to be. It's not always going to be like that. Well, that's always going to end on a positive note, but you know. And that's a big part of nursing. It's not about the skills that you know. It's about how you you make human connections and you make people feel listened to and taken care of and that you actually Mm -hmm. care. That's one of my favorite parts is those sitting down and just having that three minutes to be like, tell me about like what you're thinking. Tell me about your day. Mm -hmm. How many animals do you have at home? You know, one of my patients had three pigs and a macaw and six dogs. And I'm like, well, what the heck? (laughs) Old McDonald here, you know? And, you know, it's just, it's just really, that's my favorite part. And so Mm -hmm. just those three days of getting those experiences, like, okay, no, this is where I'm meant to be as Mm -hmm. much as it sucks. It's being new and not knowing anything, like it's going to get better and you're going to have these opportunities again. Like you're still going to get those warm and fuzzies along with all the other crap you go through. (laughs) Yeah. Or things go really shitty. And today I had a patient, like actually a patient's wife, and she was asking me some questions about her husband. He got out of the hospital. She was confused about his meds. And then, you know, I said, well, what, what's your husband's name? You know, and he, she said it and then started crying right in the, by, by like scheduling, you know. <laughs> but instead of, I think you get good practice standing there 
in weird, uncomfortable situations. So previous, I think before becoming a nurse, I might have, you know, kind of looked away or been like, oh, do you want to come sit down or something? Instead, I just looked, just stayed staring right in her eyes. You know, I put my hand on her arm and I was like, can I get you like a tissue? You know, do you want to talk about anything? I didn't like look away from her. I just watched her cry. You know, she wasn't really crying. Her eyes were tearing up and she had like one tear, you know, but Mm -hmm. you get in these uncomfortable situations and someone isn't shying away from your emotion. They're being there and saying, I'm here for you. You can cry and I'm going to stand here and be here. And I think that's... It's intense. It's intense. It's intense. But it's really cool in a weird way to say that. Like, Mm -hmm. I think about the job and how people are like, oh, yeah, you save lives. You do this, you do that. And it's like, but you're also like a counselor. Like, you could be a chaplain. You could be someone that helps someone grieve. You could be a cheerleader. You could be, you know, all of these things in one. You're literally caring for an entire person like person and you're getting every part of that whether they're finding out that they have six weeks to live or they're finding out you know that the heart surgery worked and they're you know free of their whatever you know like you're you're there for the whole ride and I just think that's really cool like you're gonna be a great nurse yeah Yeah. (laughs) thank you so much I don't know how nice to be working with you great oh I can't wait to hear more stories I know I'm sure we're going to be like, it's day 86. Right. And I'm, I'm here. here. I'm alive. <laughs> well, I this can... has been fun. I, I have know. a medical word of the week if you guys want to hear it. Yeah. Okay. Cardialgia. Hmm. Cardialgia. 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 Mm-hmm. Myalgia. So like a pain. So like a cardia heart, right? Mm-hmm. So like heart. Arthritis. Oh, okay. You have a guess? Heart pain. Oh, gosh. No, that's angina. Um, Is it anything related to muscle? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, get, get, come on. So it's heartburn. It's just a fancy oh. word for heartburn. So you're right. You were way it's closer than me. Pain, I said muscle. Cardialgia. Cardialgia. You know, I just heartburn. said that because the heart's a muscle. So. <laughs> <laughs> Cardialgia. Okay. Heartburn. Huh. Mm-hmm. I like gonna, that word better. Yeah, we're going to say, let's start using that for our patients. Definitely. Um, do you have chest pain um, or are you suffering from cardiology? Do you need any Tums for your They'll cardiology? Say, Am I? That sounds really serious. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for listening, everybody. Oh, I, I think it'd be fun to have you back in a couple of months, maybe. Yeah. And then maybe yeah. after six months when you're I'm down. basically a mini pro. <laughs> just off a of training or so. Yeah. Yeah, we can follow your progress. Oh, boy. It's great. We'll see I what happens it. when a baby nurse is born and then develops and then to grows. a butterfly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you guys aren't ever, are you guys ever going to be working together or just? Well, I don't know, Sarah. Probably. On occasion. Pick up some shifts with me? Probably, yeah. Pick up my shifts? Yeah. Well, then just we kidding. can't work together, but sure. You Literally the first time I met you, you are like, I'm like, hey, we should exchange numbers. You're like, yeah, I know. I'm going to be per diem. And I was like, wait, no, I meant like so we could carpool and be friends. You're like, oh, I thought you just wanted me to take your shifts. I'm like, it's day two. I don't even have any shifts. So. <laughs> She's just trying to be friendly, Sarah. God. God. Uh, yeah. Carpool buddy Thanks for, for a week being and a half. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Well, thank you, this guys. was awesome. Yeah, good time. Oh, Follow us on 
Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and Gmail and all of the social medias that Sarah's going to tell you how to find. <laughs> also, you know, if you have us, if you follow us on iTunes, rate, review, subscribe. Do that because then it helps other people find our podcast. Yeah. Um, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Whining W Nurses, or you can email us at www.nurses at gmail.com. Twitter, I don't know. At, at Whining W Nurses, probably. You should you share it on your Facebook. W Nurses, Twitter. All right. Yeah. Share it on Facebook so I can share it. Okay, well. Yeah. Share. Share Woo. with all the huge community of people in... I'm stopping. Sharing is caring. I think Sharing people who caring. aren't nurses would think this was super funny. Like, Most I could just people, picture my oh, yeah. boyfriend's my face. My neighbor Rose loves it. <laughs> <laughs> Most people that I know that follow it are not medical That's at all. That's great. And... Which is good because we Tell when we say wrong friends. things, they want to know. Like, you are so wrong. Some of the doctors have listened have been like, uh, that wasn't correct. And we're like, yeah. And that's why you're Sorry. not invited. Yeah. On. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I don't know anything, so I can't judge. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Whining with nurses.